Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. My name is Louise Webb. I'm a professional educator, curriculum developer, and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired military service member. We are here today to talk about the Clearinghouse for Military Family Readiness Program through Penn State University. So joining me today is Daniel Perkins. Danny is the principal scientist and founder of the Clearinghouse and is a professor of family and youth resiliency and policy at Penn State University. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, I can give a little fun fact about Danny and I. We both grew up outside of the Philadelphia area. Uh, Our families were both from large families. Our siblings all intermixed in grade school and high school. So when I was able to reach out to Danny and Terry about recording this podcast today, it's been kind of fun to have our, you know, personal lives mix in with our professional lives. So thank you so much for being here. So, Danny, can you share with our listeners, what is the Clearinghouse for Military Family Readiness and who does it serve? So, uh, Louise, thanks so much for the opportunity. And Terry and I are really excited uh, to speak today. Uh, I'm going to add a little bit of uh, flavor to your point about how we know each other. I think uh, Louise uh, actually was much more candid when we first started talking and said she couldn't believe that I got PhD because she didn't remember me being that intelligent. So here we are, we're moving forward in a good way. So we'll have a little fun today in our conversation. Louise, thanks for that, uh, that question about the Clearinghouse, what it is. The Clearinghouse uh, for Military Family Readiness at Penn State is, is basically an information hub and a technical assistance place for folks to get uh, support. And the folks we're trying to serve are, are providers that are trying to help uh, service members and military families um, be resilient, be successful. And the way we do that is try to capture information about the kinds of programs that are out there and the level of evidence uh, that those programs work. And then we also try to work with providers if they have some questions or problems that they need help with. Let me give you a quick example. We had a provider not too long ago contact us through our website and that provider had a question around bullying programs. In particular, they were interested in bullying programs that dealt with choking. And um, we then were able to uh, speak to the provider and say, can you tell us more about what you're looking for? Give us a little more information so we can better serve you. And within two weeks, we were able to send a, a report that really outlined about 12 different kinds of bullying programs out there that had specific sections in them that address the issue of choking. And so, and that, that's all sort of try to provide tailored information based on the best uh, available science to help providers uh, use what we know to be evidence-informed or, or evidence-based. 
Well, we know bullying is a huge topic right now, and that choking too. I know where I live, that choking has been in the kids' schools, and so that's amazing that you have the resources to help the, those people deal with those issues. So you talked about the service, some of the services provided. So how can someone access those services that you guys offer? Yeah, and I want to, thanks for that question, actually. I just talked about a few. I'll give you a couple more, but the best way to access is, is, our, is our website, which is militaryfamilies, one word, militaryfamilies.psu.edu. So Penn State University uh, Education, again, militaryfamilies.psu.edu. Um, and the best way is if you get on our website, it, what generally will happen, and we're pretty sure it happens a lot because we get a lot of uh, feedback, a bubble pops up uh, during business, during uh, Eastern Standard Time business hours. And it basically says, hi, I'm Jill and I'm an imp implementation specialist. How can I help you? And you can engage in an online chat, chat about some of the problems you're trying to get figured out. Or you can go to the website and search. We've uh, vetted uh, over 1,300 programs on the continuum of evidence, which I think we'll be talking a little bit about in a, in a minute or two. Or you can contact us if you're getting ready to initiate a program and like to think about how you go about doing an evaluation. So there's, we offer a lot of services around the notion of evaluation, uh, deciding on what programs make the most sense given the audience you're working with and where you're working with them at. And even, uh, which you'll hear Terry talk about, some development of curriculum to try to support military families. So that's sort of the best way to get a hold of us is that way through the website. If we're not there during Eastern Standard Time hours, if it's beyond that, we have an email address that's there and we have a 1-800 number. And generally we will be in touch with you within two business days. And we are generally within a business day, quite frankly, we'll be in touch with you. Well, I love that you have that bubble that pops up to help people right on the spot because oftentimes when people are looking at a website, looking for information, if they can get that information right away, that's, that's a big, big help for them. So I appreciate you sharing that little piece about your website. So you did mention the continuum of evidence. Can you tell us what, what exactly is that? Right, so when we started, we originally were set up by the Department of Defense uh, Office of Military Community and family policy to, to provide a place to go to understand whether or not a program had any evidence that it worked. And so in trying to figure out how we do that, we created a continuum of evidence. And there are basically four categories in this continuum, and I'll just go over them really, really quickly. You can find all this on the website. It's described in detail, and there's a downloadable PDF. But basically the four categories are effective, which is the program has been rigorously evaluated and known to achieve the outcomes, and they've been tested 12 months beyond the program. So we know those outcomes are sustained, okay? And that's uh, an effective program. And then we have promising programs, which are program was rigorously evaluated, and those outcomes were sustained for six months, okay? And then we have what we call the unclear category, which is the biggest category, by the way. Um, and in unclear, there's, there's four subcategories. I'll go quick. And basically, the gist is, if there is evidence, if there is data, it's weak. It's not strong, rigorous evaluation data. It's weak evaluation data. So, it, but it could be positive. We call that unclear plus, which means there is some data. It's weak, but 
it suggests that there is, it's impactful, or there is some data, it's weak, it's not working, that would be unclear negative, or there is no data, and that's unclear not, zero, if you will. And then the, the last category, we just added this category because there is enough programs that kept falling into it, sort of mixed findings. Some things were positive and some things were negative. Again, the data being somewhat weak. And then the very last category on the four on the continuum is ineffective, which is really strong evaluation, but found not to work. That's a lot of data there. So does the Department of Defense, do they look for this continuum as for a seal of approval? Yeah, so the way they've uh, asked us to set it up, they wanted to make sure it wasn't that. But rather it was uh, set up and we set it up like a consumer reports. So what we end up doing is we do a fact sheet on, on every single program. And in that fact sheet, we provide some standard information. You know, what's the level of evidence? We describe very, very briefly what that looks like. We describe what are the outcomes. We describe who it's been used with. And then we also describe what's the cost of doing this program, not only in terms of financial costs, but also in terms of time. So how, how long is it going to take you to get trained up? And what we then do is we create a one-page fact sheet that has this information so that a provider can go and say, well, I'm really interested in parenting, parenting of middle school children, and I want to see what's available. And they can search for parenting programs, children in grade school, and up will pop up all the different programs that fit that. And then they can open the fact sheets and take a look like Consumer Reports and say, oh, here's these five programs. This one has a lot of evidence, but it doesn't really, it's never been used with military uh, families. This one has some evidence, not enough, but it has been used. So I might choose that over that. So in the end, what it does, it makes the person looking at the information an informed consumer to make the best decision they can based on who they're working with and the amount of evidence. And the DOD uh, and NCNFP was really hoping that through this information, providers could then choose programs that made the most sense. And if those programs were unclear, that is, they had some evidence but not enough or had no evidence, they could work with us a little bit to develop an evaluation plan to try to help us understand whether or not those programs are achieving what they wanted. And so we're not a seal of approval, but what we are is a sort of a consumer report. I love that idea of those one-page fact sheets. I feel like everybody could get a lot of information from that. And like you said, if that's, they can find the exact fact sheet that's going to work for them. So is there any other ways that a person can use that continuum of evidence that you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing to say is you can search programs on a lot of different categories, a lot of repositories about programs that are out there. So, for example, the What Works website deals with educational only programs. But at the Clearinghouse, what we have focused on based on our partners' needs uh, is really a lot of different things. We have, uh, we have programs that are parenting programs, programs that are smoking sensation, programs that are obesity prevention. So what I will say, the continuum is a great place to start if you're not sure exactly what you want to do to address an issue. And even if we don't have that issue, what will happen when that bubble pops up is you'll have an opportunity to engage with our implementation specialist, and more than likely you'll talk to them on the phone because they'll want to follow up generally to get a better understanding. And they'll work to find something that might be useful 
and has some evidence behind it. So it's really an opportunity to have, if you will, your own uh, R&D shop in your back pocket. And as long as you're working with military families or service members, that's part of our remit. It's being paid for by the DOD. Wow, that's awesome. I love that your reference to have your own R&D, especially for military families. So for our podcast here at For the Sake of the Child, we love to hear real stories about how programs, uh, exactly like a program like yours, have been effective in the lives of military families. So we talked a little bit about this before, but can you share with us any particular story you'd like to share about how the Clearinghouse has helped military families? Yeah, I guess um, I, I have uh, two I want to share. One is uh, a little off the beaten path, and it, and it really gets to our philosophy of if you get uh, if you get a hold of us, uh, we're going to help you, even if it isn't totally what we do. And I'll, uh, that one is an example of a military spouse who was a mom who came to us whose uh, child was having some real difficulties accessing some of the services from EFMP. And so what we did was we asked her to give us a day, went out and found the right people for her to be talking to, not only from the EFMP office, but in the local area she was at. The next day, provided an email with that information and asked her to please reach out to us if she had any further questions. That isn't really some of what we expect to be doing, but we're not going to leave someone who's asked a valid question out there. And so that's an example of something really uh, very clear. The other thing is an example we've done with the uh, U.S. Air Force Academy. Uh, one of the providers there got a hold of us and was trying to understand what kind of programs are out there around sexual assault prevention. We did a uh, comprehensive lit review in a matter of two weeks and provided that person a list of the programs that had some evidence. Uh, none of them have great evidence, some, but there were, at that time there were several that had some evidence. And then we spent the next really two months working with that person to make some decisions as to what they wanted to try to pilot test. And so in, in the end, we think the impact for uh, military families that are a part of the U.S. Air Force Academy, there was great impact in terms of trying, trying out that program. Wow, that's awesome, especially that you guys will you know, help anyone who has any particular questions they might have. That military spouse looking for that EFMP, which is Exceptional Family Member Program connection, you were able to connect them with that. So uh, being, my husband's being retired from the Army and being a military family, I can really vouch for, sometimes it is difficult to find a lot of services. And when someone's out there and willing to help, we appreciate that. So thank you so much, Danny, for filling us in on all the amazing things that the Clearinghouse is doing to support military families. Well, really excited about the opportunity to share with you, and uh, I hope if anyone has questions, they get a hold of us. But I want to also do a little queue up for the next one. It'll be around Thrive, which is a parenting program that's housed within the Clearinghouse, and I think you'll find it really useful and the information, something that you can do something with. So hope you enjoy today, and I uh, hope you enjoy the next session. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.